Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. everyone i'm super excited about my next guest i've spoken to this person before they are a force to be reckoned with especially specifically in the state that they're living in right now and they're going to tell you all about it take it away max hello 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 my name is max Fenning. i am the founder and president of prism uh, we are a youth-led nonprofit, proudly youth-led uh, and we work to expand access to LGBT inclusive education and sexual health resources for young people in South Florida. In Florida. Okay. <laughs> let's talk a little, <laughs> let's talk a little bit more about the organization first, just to remind people. Yeah. So yeah. when did it start? So we started in technically we started in 2019 as a high school club and then uh, decided to take our business elsewhere and go into the community in 2020, right yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic. Good timing. Uh, yeah, great time to start a nonprofit for sure. Yeah. And why did you feel it necessary to take it out of the school but still keep it youth led? Yeah. So we were kind of forced to, to be honest. Um, great. We. Uh, Part of the reason that we started uh, Prism as a high school club is um, our GSA on campus had become very, very toxic and we very much needed a clean slate. And so we decided to do that with Prism, uh, essentially GSA 2.0. And our school's administration absolutely loathed the idea of having two LGBT clubs on campus. They made our lives a living hell. They kept giving us a runaround for a year, 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 not even a school year. Through the summer, I was emailing my my assistant principal um, and starting a ruckus, because uh, that's what I do. Fuck and, yeah. Hell yeah, that's why we're friends. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, then I was about to graduate and we had really made a whole lot of traction in uh, getting our school to not uh, belittle and demean us and, and force us off campus every single week. Uh, so we decided to take our business elsewhere and go outside of one school out into the community. Uh, forming a nonprofit had always been like this far off like idea. And sure. It became the now. It became the forefront uh, once it needed to be. And I'm glad that it needed to be because we've done so much. Can I cuss on here? You can say whatever the fuck you want. We have done so much shit that I'm just so proud of. I'm so excited about. Um, and uh, But to answer your second question, why is it still youth-led? Um, so we follow, I'm going to use like, Maybe it's a corporate lingo. Um, we follow what we call a buy and for model, which means that if we're creating resources for about a community, they're going to be by that community. So if we're talking about trans Imagine. issues. Yeah. Uh, uh, who to thunk it? So if we're talking about trans issues, we're going to everything from the writers to the editors, to the visual designers, to the graphic designers, 
everybody is going to be trans. If we're talking about Black issues, um, everyone that's that has a say in those issues is going to be Black. Um, and we're amplifying Such the voice. A, a novel concept. You got yeah, you, yeah, you'd think that it would be common sense. But unfortunately, a lot of times it's not what happens. Um, so, and that translates into not just being a youth-serving organization, but a youth-led organization. Right, that we have uh, that we've cultivated a space that prioritizes young people. We strongly believe no one knows how young people are scrolling, swiping, and typing through the World Wide Web better than young people themselves. Uh, you got your grandpa on TikTok; he doesn't know what young people are watching on TikTok, but we do, uh, and that's why it's so important for us to um, to be led, right? So you, to really have that insight into what's going to resonate with young people, what do young people need, what are and how are young people going to access that. Um, it's so, so, so important. And so that's that's a lot of why we are so, again, proudly youth-led. Hell, yeah. I mean, I'm... Okay, that's a good segue. So, obviously, the state of America isn't great right now, uh, specifically for drag performers, mm-hmm. trans, trans humans, mm-hmm. uh, queer people in general. Uh, I think there was over 500 anti-trans bills legislation that in all over the country and mm-hmm. drag banning drag queens, so preposterous. But um, anyways, how is Florida working through the treacherous waters of that person that is trying to basically not only destroy the queer community but his entire state? Um. Yeah. How are you going about that? Because, yeah. you know, everyone says, oh, I can't help. I feel so bad for Florida, Texas, uh, Kansas. Like people like always. But I was like, but honestly, you're on the forefront. You're like the person yeah. in the front. Yeah. You're like, actually, know the correct language, not mm-hmm. the propaganda, not the trigger titles mm-hmm. of articles, because mm-hmm. it is triggering for a lot of people to mm-hmm. see these crazy things in the news. And they're like, oh, my God, people are going to die. and Everyone's dying. And I'm like. Yes, it sucks, but there's there's more to it. There's layers to it. So please inform us yeah. how Florida specifically so, is going about. So first of all, uh, we're going about it. Uh, the, the the politicians in Florida trash. Uh, I'm yeah, not gonna. Well, I'm not gonna give. Uh, yeah, I can't say his name, but I'm not gonna give that much credit to that to that one man. Um, uh, he doesn't deserve it. Uh, but also uh, it's a collective effort to to take down uh, the queer community uh, because we are we are mighty for sure. Um, so, I mean, we're seeing in a lot of ways, historically, Florida has been like, you know, that that's the little man likes to like is saying that, that we're the freedom blueprint or whatever. And, and we're like uh-huh. the country and he wants to make. Uh-huh. A country like Florida, and in a lot of ways, it, it already has been right. Sure. Florida is is in so many ways like the model for uh for a lot of the country. I mean, especially the conservative parts of the country. Um, for the country broadly, I mean, we're what the third largest state. Um, we actually have uh, which is a statistic that I just found out uh, recently. We actually have the second highest uh, number of trans adults out of any state in the United States. Um, that's more than Texas, which is a, which has more people overall than we do here. Um, and so, what happens to queer people in Florida? Uh, 
means a lot for what happens to queer people across the country. Um, and what happens, in, you know, just like what happens broadly in Florida matters a lot for, for a lot of the rest of the country. So we have seen in our state attacks against our community in, in really every facet, right? We are seeing attacks on healthcare. We are seeing attacks on our education, which is really what, what, we're, what we focus on are those two. Um, we're seeing attacks on drag queens, on art, on uh, pride flags, on really everything, right? Every, everywhere that we are, they are trying to come for us. Um, so everywhere that they try to come for us, we're gonna show up and show out uh, first and foremost. Um, but that is the situation that we're in, right? Where it's just an onslaught. It is a whirlwind. Um, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's, 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 uh, it's been interesting. It's been, uh, interesting to watch on television. Um, you know, the thing is, this is not an old trick that this person is playing, right? Mm -hmm. Like there have been countless, in fact, there's still countless of dictators in the world that are mm -hmm. trying to dictate the well-being of another mm -hmm. human being, like trying mm -hmm. to take them down. We know that. I mean, mm -hmm. unfortunately though, like what I, what drives me nuts more than anything from an economic standpoint mm -hmm. florida is actually one of the worst states right so like it's not he he kept stuff out to try to get money in from people he didn't like so therefore mm -hmm. people are not getting healthy not just queer people i'm just i'm talking about across the board right yeah, yeah. uh i think you're ranked like top 10 one of the worst places <laughs> something like that but <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think it's like top. I think you're top ten of like as far as like healthcare and like economic yeah. and social. We are like we are actually the um in terms of cost of living in particular because because we're uh, conservatives like to tout um like fiscal responsibility and like oh my god if you raise the minimum wage it's gonna like no one's gonna be able to afford to live here. Listen. Florida actually has the highest, I actually don't know if the statistic is still true, but it was a few years ago. Florida has the highest percentage of, you know, like how you're in theory, like your rent is only supposed to make up 33% of your income. Wow. So we, in theory, um, we have the highest percentage of people who are, do not meet that metric, right? Who's, who's rent sure. more than 33% of their, their income. I think it's a last, like, now this is the statistic that I'm giving is from like 2018. So it's old, um, but it was like 57% or something ridiculous, right? And I'm sure it's only gotten worse since we've seen. The we're, well, 100% skyrocketing, worse. We're not, we're not. Skyrocketing costs of living. Gas, gas alone, you know? No, gas, I mean, gas alone, but we're just in all across the board. We're seeing, I mean, housing, especially in south florida has gone through the roof really like expensive we seeing yeah. uh, a skyrocketing cost of living in our state yeah. right um and, and yeah we're focusing on on trans people using the bathroom <laughs> like like i don't oh, know yeah no it costs it costs uh 47 bajillion dollars to get a one-bedroom apartment but right. but oh my god what if a trans woman goes pee what do we do them? Like, really? I know. Really now. You know, I'm a firm believer. So, like, I, so going back to that. So, going back to the fact that obviously this isn't a new tactic. This is a way to keep the rich rich and the poor poor. And then, if there is someone left in the middle, um, good on you. Because I have a great example. I had a friend that needed a job, so they got a job at Burger King, right? And they got the most they could get there. I think it was like 15 bucks an hour, mm -hmm. 80 hours in two weeks 
And I mm-hmm. tell you that they brought in less than a thousand bucks. so it's like if you're gonna can i have i have an example i was like that doesn't make any sense there's no way and that's overtime yeah you brought in less than fifteen hundred dollars with 80 hours overtime it's ridiculous it is it is absolutely ridiculous that makes no sense so anyway Mm -hmm. so and then on top of it so now they're doing all of this kind of stuff now i know when things like this happen and they come full speed everything does explode of course because that's there's no way to keep up with all of this so human humanistic right so like it's it's going to explode in the worst way it's not a good thing it's i'm not saying it's going to explode and everything's going to like go away no it's going to be even worse than it is of course before it it does get better that is the thing we're really good at in america we do we take away we bring it back we take away we bring it back we just can't find this ground a nice a nice little common sense equilibrium no no they really can't like there's no way to do it okay so give me an example uh because you are an amazing human because mm-hmm. you show up all the time because it is your job but it's also part of who you are it doesn't matter yeah. it's never going away so well can't because you have people like fucking idiots uh give me an example walk me through for people that are listening when you go and you're going to go speak on behalf mm-hmm. of the queer community in front of I don't, on the floor or in Congress, whatever it is, like what it, what, what is that like for you, knowing that half time they won't listen, and they don't give a shit because it's mostly political. It's all political. It's just a political yeah. move, anyways. Yeah. Um, no. But what's the impact that you see in there, and then what's the impact that you do receive after? Yeah. No. Absolutely. I have. Oh my god. Like. And for yourself. Like, so I think that I think that was super. I mean, so. We did not intend to get into policy work. We sort of stumbled our way into policy work and advo- sure. in like advocacy. I mean, we have roots in advocacy, right? We had to advocate for ourselves to get that club, that club started. Yeah. Um, and sent a bunch of bitchy emails to my to all my school admin. Uh, but by and large, like we did not really want, we did not really intend to like get into like legislative efforts and stuff like that uh, until we saw this like absolute onslaught of anti-LGBT legislation. But in particular, we saw uh a legislation that focused on education right where we saw that this don't say gay or this don't say lgbt law um that was so like nichely related to what we did that it necessitated us getting into that work uh and so i i mean a lot of prism in general but like especially that was like us sort of flying by the seat of our pants i guess building the ship as it sails um that you can do in this work that's all that's all you can do it's uh, yeah but it was and so it's so you don't know what you don't know the whirlwind because people who've been doing this for decades were also like i don't know what's going on well yeah no the, exactly <laughs> i don't i can't help you so um and so uh i've had to so it's been a journey i will say that much um but it's also been like it is it is a precarious time to get into to giving testimonies um, especially because a lot of the work that we do um, outside of it, because we have a very short legislative session, it's only, it's only two months. Um, but outside of that, a lot of the work that we do is with school boards, right? Um, because our focus is education and school boards have gotten scary. They have gotten terrifying. Uh, this is not in any way, everybody speak at your local school boards. Don't let me scare you away from speaking at your school boards when I say what I'm about to say. You need to, we need you. But it has gotten scary. 
Um, we now have to, I mean, traditionally when you're, when you're prepping people for giving testimony at, at, a, at a legislative body, you know, you just tell them how to give a test, how to write a testimony, right? Like, like say your name, like where you're from, like here are the talking points, whatever. Um, thank them for their time. Da, da, da. Um, but now when we do speaker trainings, like we have to give people safety trainings too. Like what is like, what did de-escalation tactics look like, right? What is, what is the lay of the land? What other opposing organizations might be mobilizing at these spaces? Because it is, it is a safety risk. Um, you know, we, we started really realizing this in, in a very serious capacity um, when there was a vote at the Miami-Dade school, uh, the Miami-Dade school board to recognize October's LGBT history month. And it became very quickly, it became uh uh, it wound up being the most community engagement that they had that they had received at that school district on any single item in over 20 years. And this is uh, at the time I think was the fourth and is now officially the third largest school district in the entire United States. Um, so that's that's big, right? Um, made national news, which actually means that even though they voted against it, uh, all of Miami Dade now knows that October is LGBT History Month. So take that, fuck you, Miami Dade School Board. We we got what we wanted anyway. Um, which is just so funny. Um, but what was uh, super, super scary about that, I mean, we had Proud Boys outside of this, outside of the school board meeting. They followed me I'm to assuming my car. With their, I'm assuming with their faces covered. Oh yeah, of course, because they're pussies. Yeah. Uh, so they have their faces covered. They have their, their, their big Proud Boy flags that they're yeah, waving yeah. around. They have bulletproof vests. Yeah, well, of oh, course. Like it's a war zone at yeah, a yeah. school board meeting. Oh my God. Uh, because we want to talk about Alan Turing and Harvey Milk. Goodbye. They got they paid for uh they paid for you know the the um the school board member who um who introduced the item, Glover to death, Lucia Bayes Keller. Shout out, shout out to her. Love her. Um she uh they 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 rented out one of those vans with the screens on the side of them uh to put up an ad with her face that said okay groomer, uh with the you know the name of the item. Uh, it's it's gotten hostile. It has gotten scary. Um, I mean, it started back in 2016. Let's be real. And uh, yeah, no, it did. I mean, but but what we well we started reason, way before that. But I'm saying no, the hostile sure. like built. But part of the reason that we've seen this hostility in school meetings, like I'm a I'm a put a lot of that on Moms for Liberty, right? Oh because yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Environment yeah. where like that is like where they're disgusting. That's just like an adequate way. So be engaging with your school board and it's not be respectful. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. They literally like demean us and belittle us. And we're still like, hello. Um, so happy to be here. Uh, like, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's gotten heinous is, is what it is. I mean, uh, and then, and then when we're talking about the legislative session, right. We, I mean, we have a, what, a conservative supermajority in both chambers of, of our, of our, um, of our state legislature, um, which has really been maximizing that supermajority in our state legislature, attacking us again on every angle. Um, and again, obviously the priority is, is tearing down our community in particular, which is super, super fun. Um, but we, I mean, we've had items where we have 150 people show up and then they're like, there's a lot of emotion in this room. I think the media is blowing this out of proportion. Like, no, bitch, it's like, maybe you're just like treating people as subhuman and should, and should give them the program and not do that. Um, and, uh, and so finally, I mean, in, in, in my testimonies, I just started, I started railing into them. Like I, you know, I, uh, I know I, I saw, 
I called I called uh, a certain man uh, their their melting wax figure of a governor. Uh, and uh, I said, oh my God, there's there's some good there's some good poetry in that. I said um, <laughs> I said um, as you uh, as you uh, drown in two feet of water, pretending that you're lost at sea. Uh, um, calling out to a, a ghost ship that will forever circle the White House, but will never be permitted to dock at its port. Okay, I'm oh gonna, shit! I, I oh, and, 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 well, and, and it actually makes I've been I sometimes like jokingly say like oh I'm a slam poet like I'm Amanda Gorman, which like that's so much disrespect to her because she's way better than I'll ever be. Um, but now, but honestly, you know we're both getting banned in the state. Yeah, she's so, getting banned too. So. So like, solidarity with my queen Amanda Gorman. Truly. Yeah, exactly. She's her her pope. God, it's so crazy. Yeah, it's just it's just this onset of attacks, which is mm-hmm. is something that I'm not I'm not shocked that this any of this is happening. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. It has been this way in this country since forever. This country started on an awful agreement. Mm-hmm. It's continuing that same agreement. It's it not a good off on a great footing. I don't know what you mean. Right, right, right. I mean, just just the ability. Exactly. So, but anyways, that's just the, okay, yeah. You know, I I just often, you just often wonder, because you see so many people obviously getting in front of everybody and testing and doing, Mm -hmm. giving their testimonies and the emotions are flying and people are being awful. I mean, I think recently someone, literally the other day, someone said in, God, I can't believe someone said this. I don't know who he is. He said in the Taliban throws the gays off the roof. They hate them so much. We don't hate we don't hate them that much. Yeah, they said they said I misquoted they that, said but they you know hate I mean? the homosexuals Sexual, more than we, more than we do. do. And we're and the lady behind was like, uh <laughs> yeah, rep rep Skidmore. Yeah, yeah her yeah, jaw yeah. dropped. She was like, oh my god. It was god. like, um, you just said you hate a person, like full on hate them. Yeah. So it's just stuff like that that they're just getting away with because that's just our country um but yeah i just i just i don't know i'm just always flabbergasted i'm not surprised i'm more like flabbergasted i'm like well of course they're saying that there is this culture that we created in this specific country that we make people feel less than and we've done it since the beginning of time we did it to indigenous people we did it to slaves enslaved people we did it to uh queer people black brown uh anyone that doesn't look like a blonde here Mm -hmm. blue-eyed Mm-hmm. uh you know person uh male female strict order whatever yeah they make people feel really really bad and people that don't have a lot of money i mean i just I, you know it's socioeconomical bullshit that also keeps and then those are the people that are like voting for the wrong person and i'm like but you do realize they don't care right. they'll never care yeah. but you don't no, exactly. they, they can't see it but anyways i digress right um, i mean i mean i i'll say like i'm and this on the LGBT front, I kind of am surprised. <laughs> like, I are you really? I'm not. Well, I mean, I'm. I'm listen, also like a history. I mean, I'm a I grew. Dork when the I grew up. I'm a product of the Palm Beach County School District, uh-huh. uh, which is historically one of the most progressive school districts, especially for LGBT issues, like in the country. Uh, I live in Brown County now, which was the first school district. Did you just move? Because you weren't there before, right? I was in Palm. I was in Palm Beach County. I was in Boca Raton. Boca Raton, yeah. Boca baby. Yeah. I'm not a Boca baby. I lived in Boca for four years, um, but uh, but I lived in Boca, um, and and now yeah, I'm in I'm in Broward now, um, and which is the like the most solidly blue in the in the state, uh, and was uh, they there is a myth 
um, that I will perpetuate and then re-clarify um, that Broward was the first school district in the in the country to create an LGBT critical support guide. Now, for folks who do not know what that is, the, the lingo, um, that is basically like a Bible for LGBT rights in school uh, for parents, students, and teachers. So it gives you like, it gives you your rights to like, like all, all the information about your rights to start a club, right, for GSAs. It gives you like all, like it gives you all the definitions for all the words, all the letters. Um, it tells you like best practices, like don't out kids and stuff like that. Like it'll tell you, Magic. it'll tell you like state policy, federal policy, school board policy, anti-discrimination protections, like all of it, right? It tells you, it gives you community resources and like uh, local LGBT organizations and like mental health support and like all of this stuff. Like it is like juicy, just like ripe, ripe for the picking, unfortunately now. Um, and, uh, the reason that I see it's a myth is because LA, fuck y'all, SoCal, LA actually beat beat Broward by like four months or something like that. So we're number two, and then Palm Beach followed shortly after. We're one of the first, both of the the some of the first school districts to recognize October as LGBT History Month. Again, Miami Dade's been a little behind schedule. They did it in twenty twenty one, and then twenty twenty two, they were like, never mind. Um, but like we have some of the most progressive school districts in the country um, that are now essentially being forced to, uh, that are really now being forced to pull back a lot of the, the protections that, they, that they've given to students because of this, this like overpowering state, right? Um, you know, for, for a party business, they're all about small government. They, they sure do like to control local government and prevent right. them from governing. Right. Correct. Um, Correct. So, that's yeah. the that's the irony in the whole thing. It's like all you people spat off all this. They don't even like the thing is they don't even appreciate the fact the, the presidency. They don't that that they're like we don't need everyone to just do what they want to do in their own little towns and that's it. But then they want to like control it all. And but I'm then like, they want to control the small little towns. And then the, the reality well, is you don't make any the sense. Reality is that it was never about small government. No, it was no. because. It was because the big government was doing things they didn't like. And now the small government's also doing things that they don't like because everyone, nobody likes what they want. Them, nobody want, agrees with them, right? On any level, uh, that wherever they can have power, they leverage that power to control everybody else. Um, correct, correct. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, yeah. The reason why I say I'm not surprised is because I lived in West Virginia for a minute in my life. Oh. And... Uh, it was it was probably one of the most segregated, racist, homophobic places I've ever lived. Uh, and they would just they had militia camps. Uh, they had out Nazis. Like it's just that's what it was. So when they're all coming out of the woodwork right now because they all live in these pockets and now they're allowed to come out of those pockets um, because of the other one that was the president. Uh, you know that gave them a reason to to go on this tyrant, and that's that was the whole point. Burn it all down to the ground. That's the that's what they want to mm-hmm. do. There. But fortunately, most of that involved apparently queer people because the ones in the way. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but we're not, and we're better than you. And you know, and to in my in my mind, just my opinion, and I think it is true statistically speaking. Anyways, there is a species of white cisgendered man that is being wiped out. And they don't like that. 
know who would like that, right? So they're being not wiped out like by death. I'm just saying they're being wiped out of the way people are making decisions. Mm -hmm. um there's more good there is a lot of good that is happening people are really fighting really hard for but unfortunately mm -hmm. the news outs let's just pick up all the bad stuff which yeah. they should keep us informed but uh yeah that's so ridiculous yeah and then you know texas just yesterday passed no drag shows for kids yeah that's the confusing part too that i want people to all to also remember is that drag queens can still perform but they can't perform in front of kids but it does affect people's businesses because for example, in your state, actually, the state of uh, Hamburger Mary's is suing the governor mm -hmm. because 20% of our income is, well, specifically, I think up in Tampa or Jackson, but one of those places, um, they're like, that's 20% of our revenue. And now you're taking it away from us. Technically, that's against the law. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of speaking of news uh, being being super sad, let's throw in a little positive piece of queer news. Uh, Japan of course. was legalized same-sex marriage. The what? Uh, so Japan just legalized. Same -sex I know uh, that's what's so. so there are good things happening I in know. our world, all over our rest of the world. Mexico as well. Don't forget yeah. Mexico, and and mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. just there recently. Yeah. And South Korea's first ever same-sex marriage bill goes to Parliament. I'm reading on the news. That's a that is a huge shout out to South Korea. South of Korea just interviewed me <laughs> today. Know, there you go. Shout out um, to South Korea. But they're doing the thing is, India is on its way. It's it's having a hard time but they at least you can be gay over there i was there when that passed and that was an yeah. historical moment i was there we literally don't need to when... talk about uganda right now either like the... well uganda's always been a piece of shit so it's not <laughs> like this is a the, once again they have been a horrible the, the dictators in that country have been awful not just to the queer community just to their community in general mm -hmm. they do not like people they just mm -hmm. want everyone to be sad and die so mm -hmm. um and they throw people off buildings for those mm -hmm. you know reasons and stuff like that yeah, yeah there's a lot of bad but there is a lot of good they, yeah they they hate gay people even more than florida republicans apparently apparently um it's an it's an interesting it's it's an it's an interesting world i think a lot of good is happening so a lot of the bad really wants to get in front and push it back and i don't think they can i think they they will and they will make laws but those laws definitely will be dismantled uh, we will, there will be a, an immediate shift. I mean, I am an optimistic person when it comes to this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm also doing it through his history. But I do believe in my heart of hearts, people like you and people below you and the ages below you are actually going to do more for this world than anyone has ever done mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they're sick of it. They're, they're just sick of it. No, I'm but, but listen, it. I mean, I mean, I get, I get, I get that little piece all the time. You're such an inspiration. Right. Well, I didn't I, say you were an inspiration. But... Okay. Well, <laughs> well, I am. So, <laughs> I mean, um, I did not say that, but, or, but, well, I am. but <laughs> I get that a lot. Like, oh my God, you're such an inspiration. Like, this generation is going to save us. Oh, and I didn't like, say they were going to save us. I said they were going to do more. But what I, but, but, but I, but what I'm saying is I hear like the two pieces that I just said all the yeah. time right like so like you're an inspiration of you're gonna us, whatever and then like a lot of times like in the same breath it's <laughs> the like the undertones are oh my god i'm so glad that you're here to do all this for us because then i don't have to worry about it and also of course I'm not gonna give you any of my money i'm not going to give you any of the any of my resources any of my connections go figure it out yourself and come back come back when you've done that I'm like thanks yeah. awesome. well there's this there's this crazy gap right so there's this like Obviously, there will always be a younger generation, duh. Yeah. And then there's always yeah. going to be an older generation. Yeah. So there are the people that are also much older than me that are 
still stuck and or comfortable and just existing and not fighting because they yeah. fought so much before but i'm like yeah. yeah but it's like we need to like literally do this in order yeah. for us to no. move part forward of, yeah no part of what it is is like it like recognize that, that young people are taking up the mantle and like they're the future or whatever and then like support young people and getting there right like that's that's the key part right and so i think like that's something that i've that i've really struggled with is like this I, I think that I've been taken very, I've been taken more and more seriously, but, um, but like under resourced specifically because like they want to like uplift me for like marketing or whatever. And then like, don't want to actually give me their money <laughs> um, and their resources to actually be able to carry out the work that I do um, because they like, don't trust me with it or something. I don't know because I'm, because I'm like, I just turned, oh, just turned 21 three days ago uh, because I'm 21 or whatever and they're like and and so they like don't trust me to utilize these resources but then they want to like uplift me and like talk about like all the amazing stuff that I'm doing which is like the weird sort of like like space that I take that I hold as like a youth activist and like the weird sort of like juxtaposition that I've had to navigate as like a youth activist which is the awful thing it's tricky because I've always had a mouth on me too. So mm-hmm. like, I've always been the person being like, that doesn't make sense. You can't do that. That's wrong. You're stupid. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. we need to make it better. And then I'm like, you don't have to listen to me, but I, I literally, I've done, I mean, I've done a lot on my own. Like I, not on my own, but like I, I made it a point to like go out there and be like, well, I'm fine. I'll just create something and, and call it a day. I'm not going to wait mm-hmm. for you to do anything. Cause you're obviously mm-hmm. you're sitting on your ass doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, this is, this is the problem that happens with humans in general. It's like, and and also like what's going on with uh you know the obviously the pink money the shit that goes on with corporations during Pride thing that's mm. going on with Target right now um it's like I do I I've always had a problem with that I do think it's all theatrics right so it's all this like idea but they won't go and like say something and like mm-hmm. say to take an action inside of, mm-hmm. they'll just put something out and then take it away and act like it never existed till next year mm-hmm. and I'm like well you can't it doesn't work that way like human beings don't do that we don't function that way we can't function mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. We have to continuously do something. So yeah, I've always had a problem with that. I, I have a a, a panel that I'm doing tomorrow uh, with my podcast and a bunch mm-hmm. of amazing act- activists and leaders in the community. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going to literally be talking about because it's just like <laughs> you want to like, oh, you're doing such a good job. I was like, I will, I will utilize you for like one thing, but that's about it. And then I'm going to be lazy and not do anything else. And I'm yeah. I'm calling people out. They're very lazy. I mean, people are yeah. very lazy when it comes yeah. to humanity. I know it's a yeah. crazy thing, but like, yeah. if you really cared, you wouldn't just go to a drag show once in a while. You wouldn't just show, like, if you actually cared, mm-hmm. you would continuously give money to the drag defense fund or the ACLU. You would continuously yeah. show up to yeah. a protest. I don't care. Yeah. Just show- I, monthly I donors, baby. Come on. Even if you, exactly. But even if you gave like $200 <laughs> yeah, for the whole year. Just plop it in there. <laughs> you can plop anything in no, there. I don't like, care. That's fine. It is, it is like, I don't know it's 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 been that's really what i what i struggled with right and, and now i i you know a part of it is like i want it to be taken seriously so bad yeah. right like i just needed to i needed to look older than i was i needed to act older than i was and, we had this conversation and, last time yeah and it's been like and it's been like this whole thing and i want it to be taken seriously so bad and and now i'm just like i think that i have come to like you, you know 
find so much value in being and being and and being a young person who's engaged who is engaged in this work um and then also like calling people out like now now listen now now that people are like all over me i'm like okay cool so what are we going to do about it now now that you like now that you like me now that you trust me now that you now that you recognize that i'm like a, a force to be reckoned with and all that other stuff um like okay what are we what are we doing with that like how are we button heads together you know or it's so funny because i never i never thought of you any other way other than a leader like that's the thing with people it's like i think you have to talk to a person first of all and then understand where they're coming from yeah like if if someone that does not trusting you like just at least get to know the person first yeah. Yeah. i'm not saying those people don't i'm just saying that's yeah. a big first step right yeah i don't because to me i don't reach out to people unless i see the desire or the want to exist yeah. as a leader and to like actually do something and take action because yeah. for me I'm a yes person I say yes to a lot of things I say off but I also say no to a lot of things yeah because I've grown and I've learned and I'm older mm -hmm. and like I understand those things but I still don't know everything you know so yeah. and I don't want to know everything I don't yeah. need to know everything yeah. but I need to know what I know and yeah. and that way I can set people up for success and they could set me up for success yeah I just don't I just don't know why people put devalue people with age. There are people that are like 15 and 16, 17, 18, 40, 50 or 60. Yeah. They're like, no, never would I actually put my trust into that person just because I don't have great yeah. examples. But I've had great, I had great examples with you. And I have always have great examples with anyone. I've talked to hundreds of people yeah. and yeah. I just have great examples that yeah. I trust and understand. And I go to as a resource if I need a resource and then we work together. I don't know. It's just, it's just baffling to me. But yeah. and, and and now, and now what I, what I'm so grateful for is like, I built so many connections with people in my community and like, uh, man, I love my job. <laughs> I just say, that's great. Man, I love my job. You're like, good at your job. I have built, thank you. But I've built so many, like, You're welcome. Just, like just, deep connection you're very inspiring oh. <laughs> fuck you for that one <laughs> but i've just built so many like deep connections with my community that are just like you know i i mean i i was in i was inviting people to 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 a birthday celebration i was like first single drink woohoo and like i and and the first person that rsp'd was lucia Bayes geller uh the school board member and i was and i texted right. my parents like all my friends are 40 years old <laughs> like, that's my whole life though but it's i don't know like, i mean it's the it's work you do like, surround yourself with though so but like, but also like it's it's 40 year olds that are doing the work right like right. like if you're doing if you're doing the work and you're doing the work well like you're my friend and that's and that's, that's what it's coming too. down to right and like i have built so many like just so such deep connections right pride month is gonna be like it is so much like Though I feel like the way that I like engage in, in pride is like just so me. Like because I, I'm I I've become such a little social butterfly over the past three years. And Good. and, and well, every single work, time so. I go to Pride, I know more people there. And it's a lot of times it's the same people that are doing tabling of things and stuff like that. And so like it's so I just have the like an absolute blast just like walking around all the different booths and like giving everybody hugs. I'm a big hugger. So I'm very excited to give more hugs to people. Like, I don't know. Like it's I've just I found so much joy in community. I found so much joy in um and being able to like to like get shit done um and and it's and it's been i mean it's been a whirlwind listen like the what i which i didn't i didn't know it's so, like i'm you know in the like 
youth activist space, all that, but like very much like in the whole like nonprofit space. Um, and like in that like that weird overlap. And listen, the South Florida nonprofit space, it's mad competitive. It is like, it sure. is, it is like mean girls. It is bad. And I thought that's just like how it was. Like I was like, oh, capitalism. Like that's just that's just what capitalism is like. Which capitalism sucks, but like apparently it's just like it's just really bad here specifically. Because apparently it's not like that in other parts of the country. So I've been like, we've been big on just like coalition building. You know, something that I that I say all the time to like folks folks on my team is like, um, I say rising tides lift all boats, and this idea that like we cannot do this alone like we are we are not going to be able to do this alone and we need to be able to do this as a, as a community as a coalition i think that one thing that has been you know, if history has taught me anything it is the ability of queer people to coalesce in crisis uh and we are very much in a crisis and it is it is really forced us together forced us to uh to put aside our, our differences whether that be competing for money or competing for people or competing for whatever and recognize that like dude, we've got a common enemy girl like we 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 gotta and it is and it is all these politicians that are coming for us on at every single angle that are attacking us in every single facet of our lives um and that we we need to work together um and so i've been like it's it's i've been I've come into this space and like this just very weird transition for LGBT activism, for youth activism, and for like for nonprofits, right? That it has been like whether it be the pandemic or this like onslaught of anti-LGBT legislation, that is like it's that has made it like a a whirlwind of of three years to be in this space. But girl, I'm I'm rolling with the punches. Let me tell you, that's all you can do, and you just gotta keep informed. And speaking of being informed. Uh, a couple more things. One, mm. of course, uh, can you graciously, you've already given a bunch of words of wisdom, but can you give specifically words of wisdom to youth listeners, my queer youth listeners? Yeah, no, absolutely. First of all, y'all are so inspiring. <laughs> and you're so powerful and you're the future. But but real talk, real talk. Um, I think it's I think it's so important that that young people are engaged in this fight, right? Uh, I say nobody knows how you get these issues that are affecting young people better than young people. Uh, that's that's why we're youth led. That's why that's why we we are so hell bent on uplifting youth leaders, right? Like we need you in this fight. I think we need we need young people in this fight. Um, and uh, and also we're the only people who really know how to use TikTok correctly. So <laughs> y'all are gonna, you know, like we're 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 the future. We're very much the power. Um, I think that. Um, but beyond that, I think that again, if history has taught me one thing, is it's the power of um, queer people to coalesce in crisis. If it has taught me one other thing, uh, it's that we are winning. The only reason that folks are coming for us at every angle is because they recognize that, like the the. You know, it, I, you know, what I said, what I said recently is that this is a culture war we have already won, right? If the war is about culture, then we've already won the war. Maybe we haven't won all the legislative fights, but we've won the culture war, right? That that these issues that we hold so near and dear to our hearts, like most Americans agree with us. Most people in Florida agree with us, right, on all of these issues. Um, and it's a matter of restructuring power, right, um, and reclaiming power, like legislatively, politically, 
um, to really be able to advocate for what a majority of, of our actual society believes in and what resonates with the majority of people. Um, so this is not the first time, we, this is not our first rodeo, this is not our community's first rodeo, right? That we have seen, we have seen much worse, frankly, uh, and have gotten through it and gotten out stronger. And, and I think that's what we're gonna do again. Right, that this moment shows that we've already won. This moment, and, and back at least in that culture work capacity, and this moment shows that um, uh, if we if we show up and show out, we're gonna win. A, we're gonna win in all those other capacities that are that are really um, that are really meaningful to um, what it means to be a queer person. Well said. And then, uh, where can they find the prism? We're on all socials pretty much, basically. Um, but we have a different username on each and every one of them. So our oh, website good. is, yeah, it makes it super, super convenient. There you have to type a different username into every platform. We are www.prismfl.org. You want to check us out on TikTok. We are prismfl. On Instagram, we're prism.fl. And on Twitter, we're prism underscore fl. And thanks for listening to another episode of QT. Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.